0: Coming up on episode 255 of Wheel Bearings, we got the Chevrolet Bolt EUV, the F-150 Lightning, Mazda's new six-cylinder diesel, parking in San Francisco, Ford trademarks a couple of new names, Tesla opening their superchargers to to other EVs in the U.S. this year, and how to look up markups. All that and more coming up next. Did you know you can support Wheel Bearings directly? Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia. This is episode 255 of Wheel Bearings. I'm Sam Aboual-Salmon from Guidehouse Insights.
1: And I am Nicole Lachlan from the Fast Women podcast.
2: And I am Roberto Baldwin from, I don't know, let's say Engadget.
0: (laughs) Okay. What have you been driving this week, Mr. Baldwin?
2: This week I've been driving a little car. You probably haven't heard of it. It's the Ford F-150 Lightning. Never heard what is of that? that. What is that? Yeah, what is car? What are cars really? <laughs> uh, well, and especially, especially what
0: is an F 150 Lightning.
2: Lightning? What <laughs> is an F 150? Well, it's part of the F Series, which is the number one selling vehicle in America for 40 years in a row. 40, Forty. 40 years. Number one selling vehicle. 40 years they don't break out the f-150 versus f-250 versus f-blah blah blah blah. it's it's about two-thirds f-150 and yeah we all know it's it's mostly f-150
1: and it's not just i think it's cool it's not just like the best-selling truck it's the best-selling vehicle,
2: period. Vehicle. The end. All the of them. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm, uh, a lot of that has to do with fleets, which is, uh, and you know, contractors by the F-150 and landscapers by the F-150. It is a workhorse. It is a machine. It is the new uh, mule of America. It is America's <laughs> horse. America's, <laughs> America's mule. horse
0: is the uh, Ford F-150. Except given, given how many of them there are around, you know, mules are sterile. So I don't know if mule is necessarily the right. Have you
2: put two two F two F one fifties together? They're not making more F one fifties that way.
0: <laughs> I mean you put you could put two F one fifties together and one could charge the other one.
2: So. That's true. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of titillation, but there's no baby F one fifties being born. There's no Ford Mavericks popping out the bed at, at in after Six months, nine months, I don't know what the gestation period is of the Ford F-150, if it were... a uh, gestation fact, period. Uh, you know, fertile. But the uh, F-150 <laughs> Lightning, the big deal about this is that, again, number one selling vehicle in America, huge fleet, contractor, blah, blah, workhorse, mm-hmm. work mule, whatever you want to call it. Work mule. Um, elephant uh, for the United States, and they made an EV out of it. And it's not just they didn't like try to try to make it all fancy. They didn't change anything. <laughs> they essentially just said, "Hey, let's take the F-150, take the uh, motor bits out, and put the, some electric bits in, and then just call it a day." Um, and you know, you have the giant, you know, uh, frunk, which is actually pretty cool. Um, and, and, you know, my my whole deal with frunks is if, if they're small, I just don't care. There's no point. This one is like a proper. Front, You can put things in it. So if you go shopping, you don't want to put them in the cab of the car because people can look in and see them. You don't want to put them in the bed because people can just grab them out. You can put them in the giant frunk, which I did today. I had to go buy uh, dog food. I had to go to Home Depot. I had a lot of little errands. Did you buy mulch? I did not buy mulch. Dang we, it, Robert We actually Hope. need mulch, but I have not bought mulch. You should have uh, just
1: bought one little bag of mulch and once. remulched a small section <laughs> just, of garden area. Just like, one bag.
2: <laughs> one area is all pristine mulch, and the rest of it just all faded.
1: Right, Just, but as you get your trucks, they'll just gradually bring them all back to pristine. You know, one, one <laughs> bag this week, one bag <laughs> next week, one bag in three weeks. <laughs>
2: one bag of mulch at a time. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, Ford F-150 Lightning, it is... Uh, I'm just going to say the best f-150 um mm-hmm. outside of like one big important area which is towing um if you're towing around town if you're using it for work you need to tow you know uh, a, a little generator you got to tow you know the, the oh, except you don't mixer really need a generator a, yeah well you actually don't even need the generator but you need to tow the cement mixer like all the sort of workforce <laughs> towed of around town <laughs> things you need to do awesome if you want to tow it to the lake with your boat um don't <laughs> well it depends how far the lake is. unless unless the lake is pretty close if the yeah. lake you know, I live in California where lakes are few and far between and most of them are mostly empty thanks climate change <laughs> um so yeah the f4 and f-150 I've been driving it around um it has a I have the extended battery version which means it has a 131 kilowatt hour battery pack which is enormous that's a lot biggity of battery big. that's lot of biggity battery. Big, as the kids say biggity big biggity uh, big uh, mm-hmm. according to uh, uh nicole me is,
1: yes because i'm assume, all with the kids <laughs> i'm
2: assuming he's younger than me um <laughs> so that is a is the dual e-motor extended range battery um it's a ten thousand dollar option if you want to go 300 and I believe it's 20 miles. Yes, 320 miles in this vehicle. If you don't want to do that, you can get the regular range battery. It's 230 miles. I did a range test with this uh, vehicle, the same range test I do for all the vehicles, and I got 322. So Ford is, you know, same thing with the Mach-E. They're just dead on with their with their EPA um, their EPA tests. So I mean, you you get what you get is is essentially what I'm saying. If you're if you're, if you're concerned that it's going to be like 20% below compared to other – nope, no dead on. <laughs> um, so good for them on that. It is not necessarily – but it is still a truck, and this is the thing that people need to realize is that these are still trucks. Trucks are not necessarily efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, if you buy an F-150, it's not going to get the same gas mileage as a Ford Focus. If you get the uh, F-150 Lightning, it's not going to get the same efficiency as, say, a Mach-E. Um, I think I was getting like 2.3 kilowatts, 2.2 or 2.3 kilowatt hours per... uh,
0: Or miles per kilowatt hour?
2: Miles per kilowatt hour, sorry. 2.3 miles per kilowatt hour. So, yeah, it's still a truck. That doesn't go away. It still has a, you know, the front of it is essentially just a giant billboard for Ford, a big flat uh, space. There is a little bit of, you know, they did kind of smooth it out a little bit to make as an EV, but it's still a big flat. I mean,
0: something that large, you know, even even if you make it really slick and have a low coefficient of drag, you still have a lot of frontal area. And, you know, drag is, you know, frontal area times coefficient of drag. If your frontal area is big, you're going to have a lot of
2: drag, no matter how slippery it is. Mm -hmm. Yep. And plus you have a bad... And there's there's a lot of things that work against trucks when it comes to any sort of coefficient. Like no one, yeah, you can cover it all up and try to make it look like a Cybertruck, but that's not even a real thing yet. So Ford has a real thing, Cybertruck, not so much. Uh, there's like two or three out in the world somewhere. <laughs> there's uh, a pop up once in a here. while. A lot more F-150s in the world. Um, they're actually selling to people. Um, it's re- it's really quick. It's it's you know and it's an EV. I think it's like four ish seconds zero to sixty. Um, no matter what trim level you get, they're they're all dual motor. They're all all wheel drive. So you're still you know. But it's 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 um it's quick enough where I didn't think about it um, when you're thinking about driving a truck. And when I go, I went to leave an intersection. I accidentally. Um, uh, hurt my wife. Um, <laughs> <so they was laughs> like, ah, Hopefully she was hear, in the seat, belted in at the time. Yeah, she's, she's in the seat. She was belted. I startled my wife. How about that? Yeah. I don't think I. She's not in pain, or we had to go to the hospital. <laughs> like how hard did you her.
1: accelerate, dude? I didn't start it. That's
2: the thing is, I didn't accelerate that much, but it's so it's mm-hmm. it's so quick off the line, um, and so that's a thing that I guess if you want to do trucks, you can. Which I see a lot of trucks barreling down the freeway at. Some ungodly speed, even though gas is—I mean, it's under six dollars a gallon now because gas prices are going down. But it's still, like five seventy is still a lot of money.
1: Still not cheap.
2: <laughs> yeah, still not cheap. Cheaper, not cheaper, cheap. but still. Cheaper. expensive. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I got the—we uh, had the. I know I, I had the XLT. Yeah, I had the XLT. Oh, they were going to give me the one, but I wanted the XLT. Um, XLT. Nice inside. It has that little folding, like armrest. You can put the the, the work surface. Oh, the sorry. The, uh, the 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 cookie table. The sh- cookie table. That's the cookie table. The That's cookie, you. Table. The cookie your bur- table. Yes. You could put your laptop the there Or mm-hmm. a burrito. Uh, or a whole just... like
1: dozen crumble cookies will fit nicely on it.
2: Just you know. You could put Hard. a cheese uh, a, a cheese board on it. For a charcut- you- <laughs> a charcuterie. A charcuterie. <laughs> a charcuterie. You could put a. <laughs> You could put a plate of ribs on it if you love ribs. Maybe yeah, a you medium pizza. You probably could. If, yeah, you probably could fit a whole rack in there. Medium pizza.
1: I feel you like a medium, p- a medium pizza, large not so much, but a medium definitely a small pizza.
2: Yeah, you could put a medium pizza, and you could put two smalls, you know.
1: Oh, two smalls! You could each have your own personal size pizza. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Or you could share. You can go, I want this one. You want that right. one. Right, half and half. half. There half. are just so many ways that you there can are use so an F one fifty. So many ways you so can many ways. use that as you a can, food table. <laughs> you can open up the front, and there's you know there's power everywhere. I think that you can get up to eleven uh, outlets. Um, you can open up the front. You can plug your stuff in there. You can plug. There's you know there's a power outlet in the dash. So if you need your laptop or. Um, A blender for your for your new parties. You can do it in the trunk or not the trunk in the uh, In the bed. There's power back there. You can charge another You know Not computer car you can charge another vehicle another EV think it's 9.6 kilowatts Um, Yeah, no, it's got a lot There is a lot going on with this truck and it's really it's 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 exactly I think it's exactly what Ford needed to do uh, with this vehicle and needed to do to sort of really push EVs forward. Um, the vehicle I got, the F one fifty Lightning, was uh, the XLT. Started at fifty three thousand dollars, fifty two nine seven forty, you know. And then the destination is seventeen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm, fine. Um, <laughs> then they put like you know ninety five hundred, uh, the ten thousand dollar battery pack, and then there was some equipment, ninety five hundred dollars on that, and then a tow package was eight. 250, and then some lockable storage, and then the the spray-in uh, Tough Bed Liner, which is 600 bucks. Um, overall, at the end of the day, $75,000, which, Woo! if you're looking at Ford F-150s and you see them on the road, that's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems like it's a, it's a lot of money, um, and it seems like a lot of the money for a truck until... You look at like the average purchase price of a of an F one hundred and fifty, and it's up there. Yeah, like, what was it 75, 74?
1: Trucks are not cheap. The uh, average I, I truck think,
2: is not cheap.
0: Yeah, I, guess. I, I think average transaction price on an F series, on an F one hundred and fifty, now is somewhere around fifty two or fifty three thousand dollars.
2: Yeah, so yeah. that's that's and that includes all the fleets. That includes yeah. all the Ford Pros, which there's a less expensive version of this vehicle for um, <clears throat> for fleets and for for um, for people who actually need to do work with this vehicle. Um, it's got a smaller infotainment system screen. Yeah, it's
0: it's only twelve
2: inches. Yeah, only, it's only twelve. <laughs> inches. That screen's really so thick. tiny. Yeah. it's 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 fine. It's you know it it does uh, uh, wireless uh, CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you're into that. It didn't have a, a charging pad anywhere, though. Really? Like wireless hmm. charging? I think that's probably something they just Or I just couldn't find it because there's <laughs> so many cubby holes in the F1. It
1: got <laughs> lost in all the features. It got
2: lost. Hey, I'm going to look you had flink. that
1: medium pizza sitting on the tra- table, and you just didn't see it. Yeah, who cares
2: about any of that stuff when you got a medium pizza? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, overall, you, know, you still have uh, the Ford sensing system, which is nice, especially when you're backing out of spots with a giant truck. Um, it didn't have uh, 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 blue cruise, so I didn't get to test that. But I'm, I'm, you know, they, they were getting better with blue cruise, so I'm assuming that, you know, mm-hmm. those that'll just continue to get better. I hope fingers, you know, good on them for for making things better. Uh, I had the tailgate step, um, LED box lighting, 20-inch alloy dark gray wheels, the whole you know shebang. Um, hey,
0: those twenties are good for an extra twenty miles of range over the the twenty twos on the, mm-hmm. the
2: on the uh, platinum. So you should always get the smaller wheels. Absolutely, especially on a truck. It's on a truck, on a car, on everything, because unless you're like, unless you're more show than go, unless you're like, I have to look yes. beautiful, <laughs> that's fine. But at the end of the day, like more sidewall means it's going to be a nicer ride. Mm-hmm. It's just there's a lot going on where you know. You know, as a kid, I was like, yeah, I gotta have, I've had big 17s on, my, on my, um, my Del Sol with, like, sports springs. And then I drove it through San Francisco, and it was like a teeth-rattling extravaganza. <laughs> I, had, I had race springs in the trunk. I'm like, well, I'm not putting those on. <laughs> I'm like, when, I'm never putting those on. <laughs> when,
0: when, I, when I bought my first Mustang back in 1990, um, it, it was a 91 5-liter LX. And that was the first year that they um, went from 15 to 16-inch wheels on the 5 liters. And it's like, wow, these things are so big compared to, you know, everything else. And it's like, now those are puny.
2: Yeah, I had 13s on my Civic and then I put 15s on it. And I remember I was like, wow, I'm I'm the man. (laughs) Oh, young Robbie. Young, crazy Robbie. Young, crazy Robbie. Anyway, Ford F-150 Lightning, uh, a great truck, a great F-150, um, if you're looking for a truck, especially a work truck, you could probably get the pro. We can get the pro one. Uh, the pro is actually
0: a really good bargain.
2: It uh, is a good bargain. That's like the one to get, really. To be honest, yeah. get the pro and then yeah. just put the bed lining in, and then you're done. Everything yeah. else is just for, like that. For, forty
0: grand out the door, and you know, at least until the end of the year, you still get a seventy-five hundred dollar federal tax credit on Ford EVs. Um, they're probably going to hit their their two hundred thousand limit uh, sometime. Later part of third quarter. Um, oh so, yeah. So until until the end of the year, you get the full tax credit, and then next year it'll start
2: to phase out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get well, the getting's good, people. Yeah. Um, even though the tax credit should be should not uh, fade out as far as. Well, anyway, I've made that. I've whined about the fact that we're 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 telling people telling automakers you did a good job. Now you don't get any money. Right
1: yeah. now you're penalized. We gave you now a bonus, but now we're taking it away. No <laughs> more bonus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Well. I guess at some point everyone's going to be past that thing.
0: Yeah. Toyota just passed uh, the 200,000 mark near, oh, near the it? end of the last quarter. Yeah. yeah. The so they start hybrids. their phase out in October.
2: They sell mm. a lot of hybrids.
0: Yeah. Hybrids and, and plug-ins. They've, they've sold a surprising number of Prius Primes. Uh, they've sold about 120,000 Prius Primes, amazingly enough.
2: Oh, no, that makes sense. Because the Prime, because yeah. people were already hacking the Pri- the Prius, to make it a plug-in hybrid yeah um there was a couple on my street when i lived in uh, san francisco you could see them like they were just like (laughs) it was just like a like a plug that you just like crammed into (laughs) into like one of the bumpers i'm like that's awesome yeah and people were like you got to do it and toyota was you know i don't know there there used to
0: be a couple of companies that sold kits to do those retrofits you'd take everything out of the trunk and drop a battery in there and Hopefully, gently drop, gently lower a battery.
2: In gently slam. You don't want to drop.
1: Slam! Just drop that sucker right in there. Slam!
2: Yeah. So yeah, Forty F one fifty Lightning. I have to do some more Holland, um probably tomorrow with it. So
0: yeah, go grab some more
2: mulch. I wish there was a Maverick uh, electric. That's a, that's my takeaway. Yeah, well, well there would be nice. There's, there's right? uh, be some great? spy photos. I would like you know, that. that, that Indicate that there might be
0: a plug-in hybrid uh, Maverick soon. So that's cool too. All right,
2: yeah. I, I, I guess I'm fine with a plug-in hybrid Maverick. Yeah. All right, um, Nicole,
0: you didn't have anything this week, right?
1: I had no. There was some. We had some mechanical difficulties. I guess with the vehicle that was uh, slated for me, so I got an extra week in the Altima that I drove. Last week, which continues to be exactly the same as it was. It did not change since the last episode we recorded it. No stayed. new
0: colors. No, no new color. It didn't no just suddenly change levels.
1: color. It didn't change trims. It didn't suddenly morph uh, sitting in my the tires doorway. didn't
0: get two inches larger.
1: No, nothing happened. I was really disappointed. I thought it might just evolve just sitting in the it did not evolve. It stayed the same. Terribly disappointing. <laughs> I know. I was I was completely misled by the marketing, but yeah. So same car I had last, like, last okay. week. Last so. week. Okay.
0: Well, I guess that's what happens when you don't have over-the-air update capabilities.
1: <laughs> exactly. They couldn't make all that stuff better. Dang it! Come on, <laughs> Nissan. Step up your game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, I uh, I had I was supposed to have the uh, Cadillac CT5 Blackwing, um, <laughs> but. It had been damaged uh, during a previous loan, and they were waiting on parts for it. So instead, they sent me the 2022 Chevrolet Bolt EUV Premier with Super Cruise. Wow! Um, and uh, last year, when they uh, before uh, before they did the big recall on the bolts, uh, they had a, a local drive program here in Detroit, and so I had a chance to spend a couple of hours with with a Bolt EUV. Um, a a little over a year ago and uh so this is the first time i had a chance to spend extended time with it and you know if you've ever been in a bolt this is basically the same thing but six inches longer uh so you got extra rear leg room um it's the same height as the as the regular bolt um a little more cargo space a little more rear seat space um, and that's, that's good, you know, and, and it also has all the other upgrades that they did to the bolt and, and, and also for the EUV last year. So it's got a restyled front fascia. Um, the regular bolt uh, is the front fascia is a little bit taller. The hood's a little more horizontal, so it has a little more, you know, crossoverish hint to it. This takes that a step further. Still isn't really a crossover, but, you know, kind of sort of looks vaguely like a small crossover. Um, same powertrain, same battery that's in the, the regular bolts. Um, the uh, interior was extensively redone for the new one because one of the complaints since the bolt came out in 2017 was a lot of people complained about the hard plastics and how it, you know, felt kind of cheap. You know, I, I always thought you know they had nice texturing. yes it was hard plastics but it had nice texturing on it so it didn't necessarily feel as really cheap cheap as as a lot of cars with hard plastics but this uh euv uh had some nice soft touch surfaces in there um same 10 inch center display and digital instrument cluster uh that's been on the bolt since the beginning um it has uh um updated um Uh, seats which are also a bit more comfortable than they were before uh again that was one of the other complaints about the bolt is some people found that the the seats were not very comfortable the front seats in particular were not very comfortable uh i never really had an issue with them but these you know these are a little better a little a little more padding uh added to them um the back seats for a car this small are shockingly roomy uh you know and being an ev is you know part of what helps that um got 150 kilowatt motor, 200 horsepower motor. So this thing is reasonably quick. You know, it'll do zero to 60 in uh, about six and a half seconds, uh, which is more than fast enough for what almost anybody needs. Um, it did pass the paddleboard test, which is, you know, opened it up and put my, <laughs> um, my inflatable paddleboard in the back, and it fits comfortably as along with a couple of beach chairs and a uh, bag with some towels and the sort of other stuff to, to go to the lake. Um, There was uh, more than enough um, electrical power to use my uh, electric pump to inflate the paddleboard when we got to the lake. um, Took Daisy along with us. She was fine in the back seat. She had plenty of room in the back seat. Um, And uh, we paddled around the lake with with her sitting on the front of the paddleboard. So that was fun. Um,
1: well, you didn't send pictures this time. She was uh, so cute yeah. last time well, you I sent didn't, pictures.
0: Yeah, I, I, I didn't take my, <laughs> my bag from my phone you know, to, to keep it waterproofed. Um, but uh, let's see what else. Um, this one uh, was equipped with Super Cruise. Uh, the, the Bolt still has the first generation of Super Cruise because it, it doesn't have the newer updated electrical architecture that's on other uh, GM EVs and and some other vehicles. So it doesn't get the second generation that can do the auto lane changing and assorted other features. But, so this is basically the same system that was, that launched on the Cadillac CT or the CT six back in 2017. And it's still, it, it has been improved since then. Uh, but it's still the same basic feature set and it still works really, really well. Um, you know, I had driven the F 150 uh, about three or four weeks ago. Um, and both the, the F-150 um, and the, uh, the Rivian, which doesn't have hands-off, hands-free uh, driving capability, both of those tended to wander more within the lane. They're staying within the mm. lane, but they didn't do as good a job of staying, like, right rock solid in the center of the lane. The Bolt, rock solid in the center of the lane all the time. Uh, wow. The, the system really works really well. and. It's the only one that does, uh, as you're driving down the road, as you're coming up on a curve, it, it knows from the maps that there's a curve, knows what the radius of the curve is. If your speed's a little bit above what's optimal for that curve, it'll slow you down a few miles an hour as you go through the curve and then resume your previous speed as you exit the curve. Um, you know Something that Ford really needs to get, get on the ball and do, and instead of just having you know, just saying, oh, put your hands back on the wheel, please. You know, um, <laughs> so GM, GM's really doing it right as far as these types of systems go. Um, the, uh, uh, the Bolt EUV base price um, for the 2022 models um, uh, for the Premier, uh, which is the, the higher trim level uh, that I had on this one, is, was $37,500. Um, and then the, uh, uh, the Sun and Sound package added another 2500 bucks. So that's the premium audio system. Um, and the Chevrolet Infotainment 3 Plus with navigation. Um, if you don't get that, if you just get the base infotainment system, um, it's, it actually still has navigation. Uh, or it doesn't have navigation, but it has support for wireless Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. Uh, so, you um, you can just use your Google Maps or Apple Maps. Um, <clears> Twenty <throat> two hundred bucks for Super Cruise, uh, and uh, three hundred ninety five bucks for the bright blue metallic paint, which I would highly recommend. It's an excellent color. Uh, so the grand total, including destination, nine hundred ninety five bucks, came to forty three thousand five eighty five. Now, okay. uh, dun, dun, dun. about dun, dun, a month or go. so ago, we talked about. GM announcing that they were lowering the price for the cruise for the 2022 or 2023 model year. So those, when they come out sometime in July or August, um, they will have a a sticker price that is about $6,000 less than the 2022 models. Shortly after making that announcement, they also (laughs) decided, you know what, for people that have bought the 2022 models – and paid the extra money, we're basically going to give you the difference. So there, if you buy a 2022 Bolt or Bolt EUV right now, you will get a $5,900 rebate on those wow. vehicles. Um, so that brings this price down to um, 37.5 for this version that you know is pretty much loaded with everything. Um, you can also get the the base. Uh, Bolt EUV. The base price on the Bolt EUV for the twenty twos is about thirty five thousand. So that'll get you down to about twenty nine um, thousand with that with that rebate. So you can get this car. You can go buy this right now for about twenty nine thousand dollars, including delivery, uh, which is actually quite reasonable. Um, most of the the driving I did was actually highway driving because I had a bunch of appointments in various places, um, and. So my overall average for the week was about three point seven miles per kilowatt hour, which is slightly better than the Lightning. Um, it's got a range of two hundred forty seven miles, uh, which this would easily do. Um, when I was driving around town, you know, doing uh, doing a loop around town, I was actually getting about four point seven miles per kilowatt hour. Um, so if you're doing you know more of a mix of driving or predominantly around town, you can actually get you know, close to 300 miles or more out of this car. So, you know, you're looking at, you know, a sub $30,000 EV with lots of room for four adults and some stuff and a paddleboard and other stuff in the back um, under 30 grand. So, you know, if, if you, if the only downside to the the Bolt and the Bolt EUV is they're still limited to only 50 kilowatt DC fast charging. So Yeah, um, that's the bummer. Not not great for, for road trips. It'll take you a while to charge for road trips. Um, but if you know if you're not taking road trips and you're driving around town or even you know, around your region and you're charging and you can charge at home, it's it's a fantastic option. So that's the Chevy Bolt EUV. Chevy. Yeah. Chevy Chevy. All right. Let's get into a few of the uh Stories of the week. Uh, that. <clears throat> okay. So, um... Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Mazda apparently has not given up on diesel engines yet. Um, <laughs> amazingly enough.
2: Why not? <laughs> just
0: keep them going. Uh, well, no, Mazda. Go. Su- surri- surprisingly, the the, the two liter four cylinder diesel that they've had that they briefly sold here in the CX five is actually quite popular in, in Japan. I am told, um,
1: but
0: this so, isn't Japan. Yeah, you are right. It's not Japan, and <laughs> uh, but Mazda has just recently launched uh, a new model in Europe called the CX sixty, which is a little bit slightly larger than the CX five. Uh, and will probably be the replacement for the CX-5 here in the next year or so. Uh, And they launched it over there with a 3-liter inline 6-cylinder gas engine, which has been rumored for a while. And they just announced uh, a second option for the CX-60, a 3.3-liter inline 6 diesel
2: for Europe. For Europe. Why? (laughs) (laughs) I I think people are still buying – I don't know what the – what the split is on diesels in Europe it's
0: it's still I think it's still around 20% you know back in 2015 it was like 60%
2: yeah so it's it's not doing great especially as Europe especially Europe is is really pushing EVs it's a it's a last like well we made it let's just just get it out there and get as many as as we sell and then this is how we make our money and then we can hopefully start making EVs that people want I hope that's the I don't know we feel like that's sort of the plan.
1: You, think like, that's you know the what? Strategy? We've already
2: we've already done all the work on it. We've been working on it for I don't know, probably like ten years. We uh, we really thought this EV thing was going to be like a you know a fad, like the <laughs> internet and um, <laughs> you know clean drinking water, but it wasn't. Uh, so <laughs> who knew? Oh man, we already did all this work. So let's try to sell as many as possible in Europe and in Japan, and hope for the best.
0: Yeah, you know this engine. They, they've got two variants of it: 200 horsepower and 245 horsepower, uh, or 254. Sorry, um, the 200 horsepower version apparently gets 48 miles per gallon on the WLTP cycle in Europe, which is probably going to be you know about 39, 40 miles per gallon EPA equivalent, uh, which is actually you know surprisingly efficient for not bad. You know for an yeah. engine this size, um, you know with this much torque. Um, you know, it's 407 foot pounds of torque, um, and has a a 48 volt mild hybrid system, but, uh, it, it seems like, you know, a company like Mazda that has limited resources, you know, they're, they're, you know, a a relatively smaller automaker, you know, they sell about one and a half million vehicles globally every year. Um, and it just, it seems like if you've got limited resources, why would you spend it on designing this? I mean, not it's, a that I, pl- it's a weird
1: I, place. I, it's a weird place. It's a weird choice. I love choice. diesel
0: engines. Yeah, you know, they're great. Yeah, but uh, just uh, yeah. From, it just seems like a I feel like just momentum
2: situation. within the company. they they were already working on it. Yeah, it turns out EVs were coming quicker than they anticipated, and they're like, oh, well, we're already like eighty percent done.
1: I mean that could be like one of because really like you you might be right, Rob. Because it's not like they design a car this week that comes out next week. They're they're going so many years ahead that they're trying to get right. Yeah, so they're they're
2: they're, they're, so it's not
1: like yeah, and (laughs) so they're trying to plan out like so far in advance. Maybe it was a situation where they just would. Okay, this is where we're going to go and it's like, oh crud. Crud. Well, we got to keep going in this direction. We got to finish with this and then we can, you know, switch gears, but it's not as easy for them to make that switch as it would be for some.
2: I think they're just hoping to break even on research and development of this engine. I think that's where they're hoping they're for right now. They're like, "We just got to break even. Let's not lose money. Please did. don't let us
1: lose money. Just Please. don't let us lose oh, money." Man. Just to break even, guys. That's all we're looking for. Just enough.
2: Oh, maybe we can. you sell think they're going to do beatus. it? Beatus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now maybe if they put that this engine in the Miata, no, that would be a good
1: idea. <laughs> Sam, stop! <laughs> <laughs>
0: I
2: wouldn't. I wouldn't want a diesel Miata. Six.
1: Can you imagine what that would Rah. sound like in a Miata? <laughs>
2: There's nowhere no, to, like, yeah. hide the sound. Like, There's no <laughs> way
1: to hide anything. It's too small, the packaging. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh,
2: Miata. We've already ruined Miata? the Miata. Don't
1: worry. We won't do that to you, Miata. We won't <laughs> let them. We'll stop Mazda before we let them do that. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. So, anyway, we'll probably never see this engine in the oh, U.S. anyway. Oh, God, this anyway, never so. come to the
2: United States. Yeah.
0: No. Uh, I think they only sold about
2: 2,000 of the CX-5 diesels. Jeez. Yeah. That's not worth it. It's not worth yeah. them. I see for a tiny company, You need tiny. All right,
0: uh, Mr. San Francisco. Yes. Um, apparently, you're not allowed to park in your own driveway in San Francisco. All right, I know. So I know in here, a lot of uh, in a lot of you know communities with HOAs, you're not you're not allowed to park more than one or two vehicles in your driveway, and you're not allowed to have you know anything that isn't you know pristine and attractive
2: in your driveway. But to not be able to park anything at all in your driveway, what's going on here? So, okay, so first of all, if I'm going to preface this with anything. anytime one thing happens to one person in San Francisco, <laughs> the entire nation believes that it's indicative of the entire city. It is. It
1: it's is lobby. Oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's like
2: every time, like, oh, someone in Florida did something. You're like, that's not all of Florida. You freak. mean a, a sample <laughs> size? Well, but, but the, the thing is with Florida, These things happen so frequently. That's true. Okay, it's it's like a cliche that there there has to be some truth in there. Yeah, yeah. But okay. So is this ridiculous? Yes. Um, Would this happen in another city? I'm sure it has. To be completely honest, this person has been parking in this like little parklet in front of their house forever. They have 34 years. Cut out like 34 years or whatever. And it looks like a legit parking space. Yeah, it looks like a little legit like little parking space. Yeah. Um, I'm sure at some point they had the little carve out done in there and uh, no one ever told the city. And then one day some some bored person on the parking <laughs> department was like, hey, wait a second. This is like a parking spot. You can't park in this spot because it probably wasn't designated as a parking spot before. Because what happens in San Francisco is that you see a lot of uh, lawns that have been concreted over. People will put concrete on their lawn. They'll remove really? it, and then they park their car on it. Yeah. It's very that, difficult. That's, is They're that legal too... or
1: not legal at all?
2: <sighs> that's the thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> it comes down to the weirdness. People just do it. It's like double parking. Everyone in San Francisco double parks. We all double park. That's just something you have to do in order to live in a city, and we've all gotten a ticket, and we're all like, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's the like for living here. It's the, yeah, it's the cost of living. There are two wonderful feelings when you live in San Francisco. The first one is finding an apartment. The second one is finding a parking space. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, I found a parking space. You're so happy. There's, there's, two, there's far more people in San Francisco now than there were when I moved here in 2000. There's like 150,000 more people, which means there's more vehicles. And, of course, Uber and Lyft have made it even worse. it's, it's a not it's Uber a, and Lyft. It's it's sort of a, a, a nightmare, um, and so you know they have their parking spot. And they think everything's cool, and then the city's like, "Nah!" And I'm like, "Well, that's it's a it's a it's a jerk move, um, but it's also bureaucracy, and it's the same sort of bureaucracy that someone in Des Moines, Iowa, is probably dealing with right now, and in Kansas City, and in all these other cities. But because it's San Francisco, it's a, San Francisco is an easy target. Like, oh, so
1: I gotta be so just to to reinforce your idea that San Francisco is an easy target. So we've lived in the same a neighborhood for 25 years and all of a sudden arbitrarily at one point maybe five or six years ago they're like you can't park in this in the street overnight we're like since what and they literally came around in the middle of the night and like everybody who happened to randomly have one of their cars parked in the street where there's it's not even like there's parking spaces it's so empty like just park there's every and they gave everybody little tickets little parking tickets and then they came through and we asked we're like what and like i called because we got one i'm like what What's that? I just? What did I do wrong? I parked in like, you can't park on your street. And I was like, since when? She's like, since like 1912. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently it's been an ordinance that's been on the books since like the beginning of time. And arbitrarily, some random guy decided to start enforcing it. And now if you park on the street in our neighborhood, you'll get a ticket.
0: Apparently, there must have been yeah. a budget shortfall this year.
1: I, yeah. I know, exactly. It's like the same, trying... San
0: Francisco doesn't have a budget so, shortfall.
1: So it's Come the on. same weirdness <laughs> as San Francisco. Like Everyone's been doing it forever, and yet suddenly one it's day. like, oh, I guess I guess we can't now? Oh, Thanks? It's okay.
2: really ridiculous because people park their motorcycles on the sidewalk, which is completely illegal. <laughs> and I've never parked a motorcycle on the sidewalk. I've never parked my Vespa on the sidewalk. I always park it in a garage or on Good the street. Good boy, Robbie.
1: And I'm And no proud one of you. gets a
2: ticket. No, and they should be getting tickets because they're blocking the sidewalk. There's all these, you know, people park their cars on the sidewalk and it's like, you, you can't park your cuz you're blocking the sidewalk. But all, you know, but now we got we got these this one couple has this one house and um yeah. <laughs>
0: And, it's, I mean, it's, it's, well, it's, and the thing is, this the, the wasn't just weirdness. any ticket. This was a $1,500 fine.
1: I know. How did it get to be that much? Said, oh, That's such a weird number. It feels like they ignored something for a while. It's,
0: it's the accumulated <laughs> fine for 34 years of parking illegally in the
2: same <laughs> like, spot. Maybe.
1: Yeah, once they admitted it, it's like, wait a second, click, 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 click. Now you owe us $250,000. I don't know if yeah. they're
2: looking at, because you, you're not supposed to park on... You know, on a, on the sidewalk, but I don't think it's fifteen hundred dollars fine. It's such a weird, <laughs> weird little. Well, and they're not story. even on the, the side. S- they're, they're, I mean, the thing is, they're not, they're not the on sidewalk. the sidewalk. And, but there's also, and there's also a cutout. So at some yeah. point, someone was like, "Yeah, that's fine." Like yep. was there not a permit for the cutout? Is it all because like, oh, that cutout's not supposed to be there, so we're going to ch- charge you for that? And then you've been parking there, so we're going to charge you for that? Is it cumulative of all these things that apparently they've been doing wrong for a million years? And just no one called <laughs> them out? <laughs> and just no one called them out? It's No, it's it's. I, I I think there's a lot more to the story that it has to do with permitting and and wh- where they're parking um, than what we uh, than what we know. But at the end of the day, it's ridiculous. Um, it's also ridiculous that now Nicole can not park. On I
1: know, and like something. my neighborhood, there is like literally, it's like there is no, we don't even have numbered or anything or like parking space lines. We're so rural, there's no lines. Just make up your own spot when you do park during yeah, the day. Like a regular no, neighborhood, it's a yeah. regular neighborhood, but no, you just do not, not at park night. Here. Just not at night. If we're if you're on the road, i on the on the street after midnight. I think was what the guy said. After midnight, you're officially considered. Overnight parking, and then you can't park. So I'm like, so what if I like went to a, we had friends, and we went to a late movie? Like, quick at home, we're gonna get a ticket. You're parked outside the drain. yeah. Uh,
2: see, see, yeah. that's and there you go. So that's where that's the issue, um, is that the parking enforcement. Is sort is of ridiculous, weird and, and
1: ridiculous and weird and ridiculous and arbitrary. It's weird and
2: ridiculous and arbitrary, and these people in San Francisco are getting hosed by it. And Nicole is apparently also. <laughs>
1: you see, out here in rural New Hampshire, dang it, I feel for those people in San Francisco. <laughs> oh. uh, Except my fine, I think I paid ten dollars. So I mean, it's a little bit more oh, affordable. Oh well, yeah, that's. that's I can't get too a- upset. Bent out of shape for the ten dollars. It wasn't over a thousand, but I was I still like, was- why.
2: It was forty-five. I remember it was like twenty-five dollars, and then I got a ticket. It was forty-five dollars a year. A few years later, and then like years after that, I got the ticket. These are all the same ticket, like double parking or yeah.
1: Food.
2: And it was seventy-five dollars. So over the years, it had gone Ooh, up. I keeps lived in the city up. for oh god, twenty years, nineteen years. I don't know, a long time. And but every yeah, every few years it would go up. But I didn't get a lot of tickets because I'm very careful. I'm always keeping an eye out. <laughs> I only got one. <laughs> I only got two double parking tickets so good work again for the most part like cops will drive by they're like yeah whatever (laughs) (laughs) there's other there's there's other issues going on in the world right now (laughs) I feel
1: like in san francisco there's a lot of additional issues rather than you and your motorcycle to worry about
0: (laughs) yeah all right um right now ford is on the fourth generation of the escape that they launched three years ago and uh (laughs) did you say escape?
2: Escape
1: because I watched Finding Nemo a thousand times with my oh. children. Escape. <laughs> All
0: right. Anyway, um, when they designed the, this current generation of Escape, they decided to um, split it basically into two vehicles and make one that was more, um, you know, more car-like, which is the one that is called the Escape now, and then the other one they decided to make a little more rugged, off-roady, you know, more like a real SUV. And they called that the Bronco Sport. Um, apparently, that's not enough because evidently now they're looking at doing a Escape Active, which...
1: What does that mean?
0: I don't Wait, know.
1: With the, I don't, does it give you an idea? You? Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Uh, it doesn't tell you why, right? Like, what does Active mean? Is the other one the Escape Active? Sedentary. I,
0: mean, <laughs> I <when>? guess.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess you know this is supposed to be a little bit
2: more ish, You know, I, I don't know.
1: It's the jazz hands version of the standard escape. I feel escape. like
2: <laughs> that platform having the escape, the Maverick, and the Broncos Sport is great. Boom! There you go. You got three solid cars. The Escape's the, actually this, of all the all those of those three vehicles, the Escape's the weakest one. The, the mm-hmm. Maverick. The Maverick and the, 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 the Bronco Sport, are those are the ones to get. And the Bronco Sport, they're having, they can't even make enough. So now they're making another vehicle on the same platform. Just don't. Just don't.
0: Just, <laughs> just use that capacity to make more, more make, uh, Mavericks. Make more
2: Mavericks. People want the Maverick. Yeah. A yeah. man chasing me down on a motorcycle because I was driving a Maverick. <laughs> 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 I was like, is that a Maverick? I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. Is it yours? I'm like, no, oh, no, no. He's like, oh, I ordered ours. Ours come but I haven't been able to look at it. I'm like, yeah, go for it and look around. <laughs> Yeah. No I mean, one, when I had the Escape, no one followed me. No one cared. Yeah. <laughs> no
1: one cares at all.
2: No, it just blends into the background. It's a whoosh. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: this, this, uh, the one that they have the spy photos of here on Autoblog uh, has a refresh. You know, it's obviously a mid-cycle refresh, so do, new front fascia. Um, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really look any more rugged or anything <laughs> than a current Escape. So
2: it doesn't I'm look not even more sure.
1: active to you?
2: No, not really.
1: And it looks I mean, just, like just, every you- other
2: SUV in the world. Every yeah. other crossover in the world. It's it's Come on guys. You have you have you have 3 vehicles on this platform. Don't make a fourth. <laughs> or if you're going to make a fourth, make it cool. Yeah.
0: Do do something distinctive.
2: Come on, you're killing it lately, Ford. Don't, don't I know? Don't, don't, break don't our mess hearts. it up now. Don't don't screw it up.
1: You're on roll. Come on. You know what? Don't Here's the it. thing:
2: the Escape Active, they'll sell like two hundred thousand units. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It that?
1: Is it just? A, is this just a trademark, or are they actually doing it? They,
0: they, they, tra- they trademarked the active name,
1: but they haven't said and, anything. Well, on they trademarked it. They
0: they have uh, active on some models in Europe. Oh, uh, like they have the um, and there's uh, there's rumors of a fusion active wagon. Coming, which is sort of an Outback Subaru Outback style vehicle. Ooh. Active is um, weird. That that would actually be pretty cool. Um, yeah, and in, in Europe they have the EcoSport Active and the Fiesta Active, uh, which they get an extra inch of ride height. Um, doesn't look like this Escape in these photos has any extra ride height, though. <laughs> it does not. So, I don't know. All right, but that's not the only new uh, um, trademark application from Ford. They also have uh, thunder <laughs> for trucks.
1: I like that one. Thunder.
0: So the, the story in the drive is speculating that the, the thunder name will be used for off-road EVs. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, that why, you know, I mean, they already have Raptor and they have Tremor, you know, why not use one of those names? You know, if you're going to do an, a more off-roady F-150 lightning, you know, call it an F-150 Lightning Tremor, you know, or thunder, you know, uh, or, or or Raptor, uh, you know.
1: But it does I, mean that there's a lightning, and now there's thunder.
0: Yeah. Well, what I was thinking was what would make more sense with the thunder name. You know, thunder is, you know, kind of maybe a little less powerful than than lightning. Um yeah. You know, do that as a plug-in hybrid. So oh. have a, a plug-in plug-in hybrid truck. Oh. You, you got a plug-in hybrid Maverick coming. Yeah. Um, there's probably going to be a plug-in hybrid Ranger, um, and probably a plug-in version of the the F-150.
2: Why not? You know, call those the Thunder. So that could work. And then they can get that ACDC song. Yeah. I think I really think they're just doing it to get that ACDC song. That's that it. Be. That's yeah. the entire so they, marketing strategy so they, behind so have the, the brilliant, brilliant minds have an of to Ford. Use, uh, Thunderstruck <laughs> for commercial. Yeah. yeah. I would totally name something Thunder just if, if I could get I, AC, I, if I could get say, the right I feel side like AC/DC song. That's I a worked, solid reason. I'm, I I'm down place, with that. I worked at a place where they were trying to get the rights to an ACDC song for, like, whatever. And they just they couldn't do it. They were like, no. <laughs> I was like, aw. Wah, wah. So, but maybe Ford could do it. Because, you know, uh, Angus? I believe Angus is a big, he's a, he's a car aficionado. Yeah, I think he had a Ford GT for a while. Or is it Brian? No, wait, Brian's dead, isn't he? Oh, man, I don't know enough about it. Uh, All
0: right. <laughs> Uh speaking of EVs, um Tesla it will apparently finally start opening up some of their superchargers in the US to non Tesla oh, vehicles. Yes. Yeah. What do you think?
2: Well Would you go it, use a
0: supercharger instead of Electrify America?
2: I wrote an article like six years ago saying they should do this. I talked to somebody um let's just say at a car company um that starts with T about it. Um and I was like, yes, you should do this. And all the Tesla people yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just a stupid. But Tesla is, that's the killer. First of all, that's the killer app for a Tesla is the charging, the charge station. Because everything else, everyone's caught up to. Yeah. Everyone else is caught up to them. They've, they've caught up to them in battery technology, motors, everything else that Tesla has, they've, everyone else is caught up to them technology-wise, except for the supercharging network. And if this is a way for them to get money, that's great because they're going to charge money. It's probably going to be a premium if you want to charge the supercharger network, etc. But, no, this is, I mean, this is, ah. on one hand, I think it's a really good deal because it's going to make them money. And in the article I wrote 100 years ago, it's also a way to get people who are like, oh, I have a Hyundai Ioniq 5. But, you know, let's put a, a, a Model 3 you know, you're, you're going to be pulling in with your other EV and see all these Teslas. And that's like, oh, maybe I should get a Tesla for my next vehicle. Or you can have a little showroom there. There's all these sort of conversion things that they can do at these supercharger networks, especially the really nice ones along interstates where you can right. probably maybe convert some of these other EV owners into Tesla owners. Uh, on the other hand, if this is the number one reason to buy a Tesla, you lose the number one reason to buy a Tesla <laughs> if you can do it in ionic 5 if you can do it in a chevy bolt if you can do, so it's it's i think it's great for infrastructure overall for the entire industry i don't know how great it is for tesla though
1: yeah i think the same thing i don't know i wonder how much i mean i think it would be a great boon for people saying well now i don't have to find a char- it's like easy to find a Tesla supercharger. Those are easy to find comparatively. You see them everywhere. You don't even have to look for them when you're like stopping by roadsides. And if you're at any kind of, you know, remotely reasonable roadside stop, there's probably a Tesla supercharger right there. So you yep. have to think about it. So it'd make it more likely that you could think, okay, it would be really super easy to take that drive in an EV6 or that Ionic 5 or whatever it is that you're driving. But I don't know, I, I'm not sure how much that benefits Tesla aside from the cash in their pocket for letting you use it. I don't know that that would convert someone I mean, it could, you're right. I hadn't really thought about that, but would it really convert someone from going with a, you know, like I'm going to ditch my Hyundai now and get a Tesla, you know, I don't know if that would happen.
0: Well, I think, you know, what, one, one, one other advantage that Tesla has is that, you know, their superchargers generally tend to be a lot more reliable than certain other companies like electrify America. Um, you, know, you you don't very often see people complaining about superchargers not working. You know, when, when you plug in a Tesla, it almost always gets used. Now, sometimes they don't run as fast as they should, uh, but they, they usually don't not work at all.
2: I was at one yeah. in Las Vegas that was uh, giving me four kilowatts. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, this yeah, is going to no, take well, a mind. while.
1: So, and then, so then the person,
2: person who was parked next to me left, and it went up. And I was just like, oh, I'm never leaving this place. I hope I don't miss my meeting. <laughs> Um,
0: yeah, you know, well, I think you know the other thing is that you know there's seven and a half billion dollars of federal money uh, from the infrastructure bill coming for uh, charging infrastructure. And anybody that wants any of those dollars is going to have to make their, their chargers are going to have to be accessible to everyone. So if Tesla wants any of those any of that money, which I'm sure they do, um, mm-hmm. They will have to make their chargers open to everyone. They they can't yeah. they can't they can't uh, restrict them to any one brand of vehicle. Well, that, um,
2: but that also opens up uh, um, issues with reliability because Tesla only has to work with Tesla, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's like you're you're plugging your iPhone to your to your MacBook Air. It's, yeah, it's just fine because it only has to work. It doesn't have to work with the Zoom. Doesn't have to work with you know Google or any of those other things. It just plugs right in. Now Tesla will have to bring in other automaker's uh, vehicles and get the software to work. They have to work with other automakers to make sure the software on the Tesla superchargers works with the software on the the vehicles they're doing. So you might, in initially, I think there's going to be some 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 hiccups just because it's not easy. You can ask Electrify America; they'll tell you. Yeah,
1: it'll be interesting to see if that does become a problem. If it's like the Tesla folks are still able to easily charge their Teslas, and everybody else is like, "Dang it! This isn't doing what it's supposed to do," you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the, the other thing you know, with the infrastructure bill is you know, chargers that get funded through that bill um, will have to use CCS connectors. So they wouldn't be able to use the, the proprietary Tesla charging connector. Um, so be curious to see if, they, if Tesla starts deploying superchargers in North America, or at least in the U.S., with CCS. Um, they already do in Europe because they they already mandated several years ago in Europe that e- all EVs have to use CCS. Mm-hmm. So the, the superchargers in Europe already have CCS connectors. But, you know, uh, I'll be curious to see if they do that here or if they just make customers use an adapter.
2: I think there'll be adapters available because there'll be like one CCS charger. Yeah. <laughs> and like 12 yeah. Tesla chargers. And initially, you're like, well, if I just have the adapter, you just like plop, plop. I think that'll probably be what ends up happening. I don't know. I mean, I, I hope it, it, it. I hope it comes to pass. I think you know. Again, Tesla supercharging network—you can't beat it. You, I could drive across the country. There's there. Is, there if, if you're driving across country and someone's like, "Well, I want to take a Tesla. I want to take a Hyundai Ionic 5. I'm like, you know what? I really love the Hyundai Ionic Five. But unless you want to do planning like you used to in the '90s. Where you had like you know your map out like oh we're going to do it this yeah. road and this road and this road that's what you have to do with an electric vehicle to drive across the United States you have to actually plan it or you can use a better route planner but you can still like you still have to do some planning Tesla is like you get in the car car's like yeah you can go to here and pro- charge and you know what when you're done go over there and charge and you know what go over there it's just seamless
1: yeah we yeah. Felt, when we were doing our when we drove down to Tennessee that was my biggest frustration it's like if we wanted you know we just have a plug-in hybrid so it's not like we had to charge but it was still kind of that like eh. I don't want to have to stop here or have to stop there. Like, I just want to stop where I want to stop, and there aren't chargers everywhere we want to stop, and to heck with it, you know? Mm
2: -hmm. You do a lot of shopping at Walmart, though.
1: I would have to do a lot of shopping at Walmart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Speaking of uh, shopping at Walmart, um, the GMC Hummer, uh, you were complaining earlier, Robbie, about the uh, efficiency of the F-150 Lightning. Um, The Hummer is by far and away the least efficient EV on the market. Um I think it's rated at something like forty seven MPGE. Um yeah, you know, whereas the F one fifty is about seventy. Um, and uh, the the Bolt E U V is hundred and twenty five. So uh, the uh I forget the name of this organization. Um
2: the A C E E E.
0: Yeah uh it's the uh uh let me find it here it is the American Council for energy for an energy efficient economy um, and on their website you know one of the things that they do is they they, they do a lot of research on um, you know all kinds of energy efficiency things and one of the things that they've done is um, they've got they've built a site called greener vehicles and they go through um, EVs um, and you know Figure out you know how much how much energy are these things actually using, um, mm-hmm. and uh, a, a bunch of other stuff, and they give give vehicles a score, and um, the the worst EV that they've ever scored is the Bolt EV <laughs> or the the Hummer EV. The
1: Hummer, say. I'm shocked. Um, which you know when shocked I tell you
0: when they translate it with you know what is the average um, CO2 mix because the thing you got to remember about EVs they don't have any emi- direct emissions from the vehicle, but depending on where the electricity is coming from, right. there's still emissions associated with it. Mm-hmm. And the Hummer EV, uh, based on the average mix of electric electricity sources in the US, um, emits 341 grams per mile of CO2. Um, now, compared to the old Hummer H1, 20 years ago, that's actually really, really good because the Hummer H1 did 889 grams of CO2 per mile. But <laughs> <laughs> the gas-powered Chevy Malibu that you can apparently still go out and buy uh, if you can find one somewhere uh, is rated at only at 320 grams per mile. So it is more efficient and emits and produ- has less emissions associated with it than a Hummer EV,
2: currently based on the, how the grid is built. Yeah. Yes. The, which, the, the so thing. that
1: could change as the grid changes. Yeah, yeah it so w- as and
2: it will the grid changes as the grid uh, continues to evolve. Um, it you know the 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 plan is to make it cleaner and cleaner, which it is cl- becoming cleaner and cleaner. And not because every, you know all these companies are all, you know, they all love the environment. It's just solar and and wind are actually really cheap compared to coal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, wait, we could we could build a peaker or we could just get a bunch of solar uh, a solar uh, array and throw some batteries in there, and that's way cheaper, and we can start it up anytime. We can just yep. throw that in there within a few months as and opposed to a couple years to build a disgusting, gross diesel and or coal peaker. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, so <sighs> it's... But also, I mean, the Hummer EV is ridiculous. <laughs> it <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous.
1: There's nothing logical in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> no, it is...
2: Everything about the Hummer EV is ridiculous. Um, GA, GM knows it's ridiculous. GM, uh, they, they've had to have known it was ridiculous. I don't think they... We're, we're, we're going for, like, hey, look at this wonderful, like, green vehicle. It's wonderful and green compared to the H1. Um,
0: yeah. And, you know, if you want to see how different cars uh, are compare against each other, if you go to greenercars.org, I'll put the link in the uh, show notes, um, you can see the, the full database and search through there and, you know, search, find the greenest cars. The uh, the the greenest car on their list uh, is actually the uh, aforementioned Toyota Prius Prime, um, which is has a green score of sixty nine, uh, followed by the <laughs> uh, the Hyundai Ionic plug in hybrid, which is now no longer available at sixty eight, uh, the Mini Cooper SE at sixty seven, um, and the uh, uh, Mazda MX thirty actually does pretty well with sixty five, uh, which mm. is quite nice, but. Uh, yeah, you know, doesn't have very much range, so mm-hmm. there's that. Um and then of course the the meanest you know is the the Hummer by or actually no the, the Hummer is actually not the meanest. Um the Ram TRX is the meanest with a score of just twenty two. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> and and the Jeep Wrangler, um not the four by E, but the regular Wrangler is at twenty eight. So uh yeah, that's uh not great. Uh all right. Final story um, is uh, we've talked to Bolton before about dealer markups on new cars and, you know, some of the ridiculous markups that some dealers are charging um, with the limited availability that we have on a lot of models right now. Um, so apparently there's a site out there called markups.org. And uh, if you want to go through and check, you know, uh, they, they, it's crowdsourced. Uh, so it's a database that somebody's put together, and you can search by model, search by location, um, and you can see what markups dealers are charging on various wow. models. Um, so around me here in southeast Michigan, um, they've got uh, six listings for the F-150 Lightning. Um, the, uh, the best is uh, Bill Brown Ford in Livonia, not far from where I used to work. Um, they have zero markup. And they're one of the biggest Ford dealers in the country, um, and uh, so they they have they're not charging any markup on the Lightning, and also uh, Preferred Ford is also not charging a markup. Um, on the other hand, uh, Milnes Ford uh, somewhere here in Michigan is charging twenty grand, so <gasps> twenty
1: thousand uh, dollars.
0: Yep. Uh, which is not the Lord. most we've seen on a lightning. Yeah, there was there was another dealer that was charging like 69,000. It was basically 100% markup. Wow. Uh, so, uh, if you're if you're looking to buy a car um, and you want to see what, you know, what dealers are charging or find a dealer that's not charging markups, um, you can go to markups.org. And uh, search and hopefully find uh, find a good deal uh, on a new vehicle.
1: That's a really cool way to make sure that, like, before you get out there and you think, like, oh, they have them in stock, and you get there, yeah, but we're going to charge you an arm and a leg to get it. Forget yeah. you, you know. And that's kind cool. of cool.
2: There's a lot of places that won't even put the prices on the online anymore. Right, like. so you
1: don't, you have no idea whether you're going to get there and the price is going to be reasonable or outrageous, yeah, which just we, seems wrong. I feel like if they're not going to put it online, I like, forget it. I'll go to the next guy in line because
2: yeah, they're that's, hiding something from me. You know. Yeah. When we were buying the Hyundai, we were asking about a bunch of different cars with a bunch of different dealerships. And, they'd, like, a lot of places would, di- just wouldn't give us a price. They're like, oh, well, we won't want to make a deal until, you know, you get here. I'm like, well, I'm not coming yeah, in. Yeah, no. And yeah. I just told them, like, well, I'm not coming in. There's not, it's, it's, it's none of my, it's, it's, it's not to my, to, it, it doesn't help me to come in. Either you tell me what the price of the car is or I just, you just don't get money from me. And they decide not to get money from me. Which is fine. Yeah. So markups.org before you go car
0: shopping. Good, good resource. Uh, thanks to Jalopnik for that one. All right, let's answer a few questions. Um, Paul Kavanaugh asked, uh, any predictions on the fate of the first Vietnamese car company to set up shop in the U S that would be Vinfast. Um, one of the unique details about this company is that they are going to be the first in the U S to offer a separate lease for the battery for their Mm -hmm. EVs. Uh, so you buy the car and then you have a separate monthly payment, um, for the battery. And, you know, upside of that is you, uh, you, you get, you know, they'll guarantee the battery, you know, if the battery starts to degrade, they'll, you know, they'll swap it out. No problem. Um, and, uh, uh, you can also, um, you, there's a couple of different tiers of battery leases based on how many miles you think you're going to drive. So you can have, you know, if you're not going to drive that far, uh, you can get the, the cheaper one. Or if you're going to be doing un- more driving, you can get the unlimited package. What do you guys think about VinFast and this battery deal?
2: The battery deal, think- it's not a deal. It's yeah. not a deal? Why do you say it's no. not a deal? It's not a deal because a you're still paying for the lease of the car and then you have to pay this additional amount. And the amount of miles you get is very low. For the, cheap. for the cheapest like one, yeah. It yeah. seems like
1: a deal when you think about the idea of it. It seems like it's going to be, you're like, oh, this is going to be great. Then when you look at the details of the deal, it's kind of like, ah, ah, maybe not so great.
0: Yeah. Well, and and it would be better, you know, if the, if the EV was, um, you know, if it was actually cheaper, but it's not, the vehicle itself is not actually mm-hmm. that that affordable, I and mean, it's. I think the the base price is like fifty four thousand dollars, and that's before the battery lease. Um, yeah, and did, did I have I either of you had a chance to look at one of these in person yet?
1: No, I haven't. No. I don't think I've seen one. No. Oh, I think
2: I probably saw one at a
0: car show.
1: I know, maybe the car show, but that's about it.
0: Yeah, they they had them at the at the New York Auto Show, and they were in L A. as well. Um, and the one when they were in LA, they the ones they had there didn't have interiors yet. But the ones in New York, um, you know, apparently the I didn't get a chance to look at the interiors, but apparently they were not great, not um, so
1: hot,
0: yeah. The fit and finish, although you know, <clears throat> granted, they were pre production cars, so you know, uh, we'll see you know, when they actually get here, they're supposed to launch here by the end of the year, um, but yeah, the the pricing. On these, you know, even with even with the battery lease, is not, it's not, doesn't sound like a great deal right now. So we'll see if they make some changes and some adjustments to that.
2: Yeah, I think they'll probably do away with those at some point once they come to market. But you know, Hyundai when they first came over here, their cars were horrible. That's true. It was pure trash. And I think what helped Hyundai is they came over around the same time as the Yugo, and so everyone just focused on the Yugo. (laughs) That was
1: (laughs) it was so much worse. That yeah. was like
2: a dumpster fire. A dumpster <laughs> f- literally, it was literally a dumpster fire. They per-
0: did, they did have a tendency to catch fire.
2: Yeah, or sh- not shift gears. There was a lot of things yeah. they didn't, they did or didn't do that they weren't, they shouldn't have been doing as cars. <laughs> so you know, it, we'll see how the how it works out later on as time progresses. You know, a few years, ten years from now, you know, fifteen years. I mean, Hyundai's now. You're like, people ask me what kind of car. I'm like, have you looked at a Hyundais lately? So that's not a thing I would have said in the '90s.
1: No, and people yeah. still are surprised when you say Hyundai, I think, if they haven't looked at one yeah. in a while. It's yeah. not on their yeah. list. Like, wait, that's a, that's a piece of junk. That's terrible. I'm like, clearly you have not looked at one in a while. Go find a dealership. Go look at one,
2: you know? Well, that's that should be one of their concerns is, like, coming over here. You need to come over here strong because if you come over here with a Hyundai Excel, that sticks with you for decades.
1: Yeah, that it's so hard to break that reputation because Hyundai is genuinely a great brand. It's a great value, but it is hard to convince people. I mean, people give you the stink eye when you suggest it like this, like you're nuts. It's like, what was the last time you drove a Hyundai? Like, well, I don't know. Like 15 years ago, they were Nah, it's 15 years later. Give them a try now. And it's, people don't want to believe you. They really think you're nuts. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, Marcello asks, uh, he, he heard me on, uh, Leo Laporte's tech guy radio show where I do a weekly segment every Sunday. Um, And, uh, he says, hi, wheel bearings team. Um, on the, uh, the tech guy show on July 3rd, Sam suggested leasing over buying or financing an EV. This had me do a double take on what I was planning. Mm. Do you feel the same way if it's a luxury vehicle over $160,000? Um, thank you for your insight and your fantastic content. Marcello. P.S. I ordered a uh, Taycan GTS. I'm expecting delivery this fall, August or September. Um, so
2: I'm I well first of all I'm very uh, uh, jealous of Marcello getting a Taycan <laughs> GT.
1: We so all that's are. The,
2: so I don't even care what he does now he's he's fine everything is downhill from this though sir I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Apex of your life is getting the Taycan <laughs> GT. Um,
0: what about the the leasing question? I mean you know, I mean actually I think last week we talked about the fact that Ford. Is now going to stop allowing buyouts, customer mm-hmm. you know, allowing you to buy your vehicle at the end of the lease, um, if it's an EV. Um, does does that does any of that change your opinion on leasing one way or the other?
1: I think I, if I couldn't buy it out, that would probably impact my decision. Because yeah, I think that would probably make me think twice
2: about it. I am team leasing. I think I've written like three articles about leasing EVs. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of reasons uh, like one is in 3 years, you know, there's going to be different EVs the the you know they they're moving so quickly the the advances on these vehicles uh, especially battery technology in 3 years there might be something battery wise that you're going to be like, "Oh man, I can get 500 miles on a GTS now" as opposed to the two something that I can get in, in the one I just purchased So there's that. Um and also luxury vehicles, most people kind of Lease luxury vehicles. Um, yeah, I mean, no one buys much them, so higher. Much S higher S proportion
0: classes. of of yeah. leases in the luxury market than in the uh, mainstream market.
2: And then there's, I, I don't think it's a, that as big of, as a concern as it used to be. But there's all there's also battery degradation. Um, if you have a GTS, you're probably going to be blasting that thing all over the place. <laughs> 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 and then you're like, well, I need a supercharge, which of course is going to lead to more battery degradation. So the, those are sort of, yeah. I feel like the technology is moving really quickly, and then any issues—if you're concerned at all about battery degradation—if you can afford a lease, go for a lease. If it works, if it makes sense for you financially.
0: Yeah. No, I, I I would agree with that. I think, especially for for EVs, you know, less so for for gas engine vehicles, but for EVs, you know, what you know what's going to be available three years from now is is you know you're going to have more selection, more models, more. Uh, more price points, more form factors. So it probably is uh, a better idea to lease. Although if the, the supply chain crisis continues on, oh, God. maybe you want to buy and you know, <laughs> and wait, make sure that it. there's actually something else to replace it with at the end of the lease. Because yeah. if you if you lease and then you can't buy it out at the end of the lease and there's nothing available to, to buy to replace it, then eh, could be a problem.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Last one is also another, uh, listener from the, uh, from the radio show. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> this is from Gina. And says, even though I'm not a huge car person, uh, enjoy listening. Um, purchased a used 2017 BMW i3 for $17,000 about 18 months ago. Um, I had a battery charger installed at my home. I only get about 150 miles on a full charge, so I'm limited to where I can go. However, I generally stick close to home anyway. If I do need to travel, I rent a car. Uh, I'm just wondering, what do you think? At, at what point should I consider trading it in in terms of its life expectancy? I do like it very much. Beyond all that, um, well, first of all, I'll say that I think you know this is a a great approach to take with EVs. You know, shorter range EVs. You know, if it can use it for your daily driving, and you know, on the uh, occasional times when you need longer range, just rent a gas car. Right. But what do you think about uh, when when uh, Gina should consider trading it in.
2: I I would not I trade it anytime soon. Dope. Yeah. I3, I just, it cool? It's a carbon fiber vehicle. You get like, a carbon fiber car For seventeen thousand dollars. Yeah. I don't
1: like why would you trade that I mean, in? I would you're hold on McLaren to talking McLaren
2: technology. Formula yeah, like one the, technology. You're getting for bathtub, grand. bathtub. technology in your little I or your little mm-hmm. I three. No, that's that's a great 150 miles, especially if you're just cruising around town. uh, That's working for you. That's perfect.
1: Yeah, I would keep it if it's working for her all the time. If she doesn't need that more than 150, if she sticks close to home, then why do you need something else? If it's working in your, you know, if you're not having to rent a car every other day because you need longer range, it's like an occasional thing, then stick with what you got. This is working.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So is, and and that that battery, you know, the battery in there is probably going to go, you know, at least you know, it's probably still going to be good for you for at least another you know, 7 to 10 years. Yep. Um by which time, you know, you know, because it's not that big of a battery, you know, it's only uh, like I think a 40 kilowatt hour battery in those later i3s, uh, you know, it actually probably won't be that expensive to replace.
2: Oh, so, yeah, that's true. It's probably going to be... Right? No, that's... Uh, if I could get an i3 for, like, nothing, I would totally... I remember when they were, like, super cheap. Yeah. Because the, the, cause people were, like, l- freaked out about the range. You could, the range. You could, get, you could get an i3 for, like, a nickel. And I'm really really <laughs> sad I didn't buy one. I will say that my wife does not like them.
1: Why does she not like it?
2: <laughs> she doesn't like the way it looks. She's just, we. Uh, my favorite story about the i3 is the... Uh, <laughs> I had one in for review. We're walking down the street towards the car... Uh, this is when we lived in the city, and I'm like, "Oh, we'll take the review car." She's like, "We're not driving that blue thing, are we?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Fine, I'll walk." It's, I it's love it. Right.
1: She's like, "I'm good. I'll fine. walk, <laughs> honey. It's 20 miles. It's okay. I'll walk. I'll see you there." It's in fine. there.
2: It's <laughs> fine. I, you know, I like the i3 a lot. Um, uh, I like those little cars, even though my big guy. I like little cars. I don't need like. Most it's a, it's actually around. surprisingly roomy because it's tall. Yeah. Get the little door in the back. The little yeah. like side. Oh, it's no. <laughs> can fit the dogs in there. You could just open a little door. The dogs yeah. both dogs could jump in back. It's yeah. fine. All right.
0: That's it for this week. Uh That's thanks it. everybody for listening and we'll talk to you next time.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.